Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 27 of the Zoomer Sports Radio podcast. And as always, I'm back with my normal co-host, Will, unfortunately, is not here, who has also joined the show, but Pat, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Good to do a show again. It's been about a week. Unfortunate that Will could not come, but... It'll have other plans in the future. Yeah, I believe uh, we'll, uh, we'll be doing a show with Will on Friday. I don't know if we'll be able to do it, but that's the hope, is we'll do a show with Will on Friday. So, big things going on in the world of sports right now. We got, last night, Game 1 of the World Series, and it did not disappoint. It definitely did not. I mean, from the beginning, you know, we just saw a high-scoring game. I mean... We saw, I think it was just a tale of two sides. Kershaw obviously looked amazing. He had a great night. Glasnow, on the other hand, looked a little subpar. But um, I think we're in for a good series. I think this is going to go to... This is definitely going to go to at least six, I'm feeling. Yes, and we all know who I took. I took the Dodgers in my World Series prediction yesterday, who I predicted who was going to win. I had them going six games. And let's face it, the Dodgers looked amazing yesterday. It really did. It all started off, I mean, really the first three innings, three, four innings, I thought it was going to be a pitcher's duel between Glasnow and Kershaw. That clearly did not happen. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the first four innings or so went scoreless, and I thought, like, oh, here we go again. But, um, no, definitely second half of the game, it really kicked off starting with um, the Cody Bellinger homer. And then other guys like Muncie and other guys were starting to pick it up, and the Dodgers offense really got rolling. And... Rays didn't have a great night, but hey, I think that they're going to have one of those nights in the World Series also. Yeah, I mean, what, what, let's talk about uh, Clayton Kershaw looked unbelievable last night. Maybe it was the dirty hat. Like, did you see his hat last yeah, night? His it hat was, was filthy. You know, I think maybe I got to put the hat on to talk about Kershaw. But here, let's face it. Clayton Kershaw pitched amazing. Was it the filth, Was it the filthy hat? It may have been. I don't know. Clayton Kershaw pitched amazing last night. He had the filthy hat, and that maybe got rid of his World Series yips because, as you know, he is over a 5 ERA in the World Series. But yes, yesterday's game, Kershaw pitched six innings, only gave up two hits. He only gave up one run. That was the uh, home run to Kevin Kiermeyer. He got eight Ks, eight strikeouts, only one walk, and... Let's just face it, unbelievable performance. That's what you want to get out of your ace in a game one of the World Series. Unbelievable for Kershaw, and now I'm taking this hat off. No doubt, and to have an ELA of 1.5 in game one, especially considering the fact that he's not had the best performances in the World Series in the past, I think this just gives him a lot of confidence. I think he's trying to silence the haters. Definitely, I think that he's on a mission this World Series, and you know, in an unlikely year, I think this is a good time for him to show up. Yeah, I mean... One who also showed up was the Dodgers hitting. Here, listen. Betts, he hit a homer off Fleming. Bellinger hit that bomb you just talked about. That two-run homer was in the fourth or fifth, I believe. It was in one of the two. I believe the fourth. Yeah, and then it was the fourth. Betts had a multi-hit game, but good. And then one who didn't show up? Corey Seager. He, didn't. he was my pick to win World Series MVP, too. I mean, he was NLCS MVP. Yeah. So, I, I really... I thought Seager was going to win LCS MVP and World Series MVP. I really did. But here, one of who didn't show up was the Tampa Bay Rays. No doubt. Let's listen here. Major guys who did not 
who did not do anything in the lineup. No impact from them in the lineup. We had Randy Rosarena. He only got on base once with a walk, but all outs. Brandon Lau did not get on, did not get a hit. Hunter Renfro and Austin Meadows, and they're both their two at bats, no hits. And then Willie Adamas, and these guys are like their main producers, besides like Keir Meyer and like G Man Choi for that race team. Yeah, I mean Joey Wendell was probably the best, one of the best. Um, he had a hit, but uh, other than that, yeah, I can't really find too much positive to say about the race hitting. And then um, besides Keir Meyer's homer, yeah, besides Keir Meyer's homer, I think that this is just an off night for them, but. You know, it's a really talented young team, so maybe the lights are just a little bit too bright for them. And then, all right, we got World Series Game 2 tonight, 7.08 p.m. on Fox at Globe Life Field. Uh, who you got tonight? I'm liking, here's who I like. I'm liking the Rays. I think they're going to tie up the series tonight. I mean, they got their ace going, Blake Snell. I mean, who's pitched wonderful in the postseason. He has a career 2.5 ERA in the postseason and a career 1.03 whip, which is astonishing in the postseason and he will be going against Tony Gosselin who has been a little shaky this postseason but I like the Rays here in game two Blake Snell will get it done he's a former Cy Young winner he will get it done I'd love to agree with you however I am kind of my gut is telling me the Dodgers are going to win this one against tonight I think it's going to be a closer game you think they're going to start off 2-0 yeah here the over under is eight for this game I'm taking the under after that explosion from the Dodgers offense yesterday. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think that this is going to be closer. I'm going to say I don't think it's going to be quite as explosive offensively as we saw last night, but I think that the Dodgers are going to keep that momentum going from, I mean, they had about a six run or so. I don't know how many innings it was across, but they put up points quickly, so I don't think that's going to happen again. But I do think the Dodgers are going to take this one. I think that the Rays just need one more game or so. I think they'll be competitive, but... I feel like the Dodgers are going to take this one in the end. I don't think I would have the Rays winning Game 3, but they'll definitely win one of these next two games, but I'm going to take the Dodgers tonight to win about one or two runs. I disagree with you. I like the Rays winning, and I like a 3-2 game. I just remember, you got Snell. I think the Dodgers' bats will go silence, and the Rays, their bats won't. They'll be they'll be the same, about the same. Uh, look for a Rosarena to get a hit or do some damage. I mean, after that off night, but I really like the Rays this game, especially with Blake Snell pitching. Definitely. I think that if I had to point to something, I wouldn't point as much to the lack of hits that we saw from last night. I think I would look at as um we need to get our pitching better because Glass now, I don't know what his ELA last, last night was. It was like 12-something. It's not good. So I think if they get Snell in there fresh off of a couple days of rest, if he gets going, I think the pitching will be better, and I think that def- that'll definitely um, help the Rays in this game and be able to limit the explosive lineup of the Dodgers. Well, the problem with the Rays was they need to get guys on base, whether that's hits, walks, hit by pitches. Because if they batted 400 at the plate with runners in scoring position, which is not too shabby, 400 is pretty good, like two for five. I mean, but that's the problem is the five. You need to get more guys in scoring position. You need to get more guys in the second and third so you can ring them around with a hit, the sack fly. No doubt. Uh, a ground ball that scores a guy. They need to get more base runners. If they get the base runners... And that will be way easier tonight, not facing Kershaw, who is perhaps maybe... He's a top 10 pitcher in all time of baseball history. Yeah, who's starting for the Dodgers tonight? Is it Bueller? Tony Goslin. Tony Goslin, yeah. Um, so I think that if the Rays can get the people on bases and then capitalize by bringing them home, I think that... Any way possible. Yeah, any way possible. I think that that'll definitely help them a lot. 
It'll give them an advantage to win game two, but should be a good game. Yeah. Uh, Pat, who do you think is going to win the series after that last night? After that last night? Hmm. I'm going to say Dodgers in six. I think the Rays will keep it competitive. I def- I know they're going to win a game. They're not going to get swept. Oh, that's a fact. They're, they're not, not going, going to get, get swept. swept. Especially when you have Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, and Tyler Glass now. No doubt. Best Even though Glass now got hit last night. Yeah, best trio in the league. But, um, yeah, I- I'm going to say Dodgers in six. I just don't think the Rays are quite good enough. They're close. They're not quite good enough to win a World Series. But I, I got Dodgers in six. All right. We're gonna, let's switch it over to some NFL, so we're going to get this Dodger hat out of here. Oh, it's actually kind of impressive what I wow. did there. I flung it through the stairs. Over both rails. Oh, yeah, it went through the bottom one. But <laughs> Yeah, all right. We're going to talk some NFL. Week 6, Pat. We're going to play a game. It's called... We're going to play a game called... What? Yeah, let's just call it Biggest Disappointment. Let's be real. I'm going to ask you... I'm going to give you a couple teams. Or, disappointment or surprise, like... Let's be real. Okay. Yeah, disappointment or surprise. Or, here, maybe I've changed this idea. Or, under, all right, here, underachieving or bad? Let's just, let's just be right there. Under, no, underachieving or terrible? That's okay. the game. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple teams, and you got to tell me if they're just a bad team or, or they're you underachieving. Could do like, or if like the good, the good, uh, bleh. surprising or a good team. Or for like the teams with good records, you could do like legit or a pretender. Yeah. Or an imposter. Yeah. That's our, yeah, our Among Us theme. Alright, yeah. So uh underachieving or terrible? The Cincinnati Bengals. I, they're a rebuilding team, so I'm gonna say terrible, but I can't put it too much on Let's just the be Bengals. Real. I mean they got a rookie quarterback, they got no offensive line, they got no defense. Uh, second year head coach. Uh just very young team. They need a year or two. Uh, I think that they should try to get in the draft Panay Suel, the tackle from Oregon. That could really help the offensive line to give Joe Burrow some time because if you ask him to throw 40 times a game like they're asking him to throw, he's going to get his ribs blistered. So yeah. you need to give him some help. But, yeah, Cincinnati is just not a good team for now. Here, yeah, Here's my take. I'm going to agree with you. I'm thinking Joe Burrow. They should be 2-3-1, though. They should not be one and four because their kicker, who's it, Randy Bullock or Randy Bullock, yeah, yeah, he who like hurt himself in that one kick in Week One versus I believe the Chargers. They should at least have two wins, but unfortunately, you can't put that loss on Burrow. But Burrow has not looked; he has not looked like he did in LSU. Oh, he's looked. I think they still looked impressive. I don't think you can put it all on Burrow, but um, I think you got to give these young quarterbacks some time. But um. Yeah, I thought they should have also beat the Eagles, but we're just going to say terrible. I don't think anyone thought the Bengals would be good. All right, next team, the Houston Texans at 1-5. and five. I would say underachieving because I feel like Deshaun Watson has shown the ability to carry a team at the time. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to say underachieving because I, I thought they would at least be in the contention for the division title because it's just not... I didn't think it was that good of a division coming in, but the Colts and the Titans have definitely been some of the best teams in the league this year. But I'm going to say underachieving. However, I would say terrible just because I feel like they're one of the worst-ran teams in the league. I mean, Bill O'Brien got fired. Uh, they trade away their best players. It feels like they don't have like any kind of identity on any side of the football. So I'm going to say underachieving because I didn't think they'd be this bad. Here, I. 
I'm going to say underachieving is you. You are more on the bad side. I'm more on the underachieving side. Yes, that team was horribly run. That team was terribly run. Let's be real here. Bill O'Brien, terrible. I don't know why he thinks he can have the authority as the coach and the GM. Like, don't take the responsibility of both if you don't trust yourself. And he's a good coach. He's a horrible GM. Like, he traded DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't even get a first-round pick. That was a terrible deal. David Johnson has been, he's, he's been okay. He's been pedestrian But he's not been he's not been DeAndre Hopkins. And then they trade for Brandon Cooks from the Rams, who's had a history That, that was actually a good move, I thought. But that's not replacing. Him, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb are not going to replace DeAndre Hopkins. The one way I thought this trade could have worked is that when Deshaun's throwing the ball in clutch situations, you don't know who the ball's going to go to. So it can kind of mess up the defense, but at the same time, you need that go-to guy. Especially, like you can't just keep asking Deshaun Watson to save what's a dysfunctional franchise. And you know, other than JJ Watt, how good is that defense? Let's be yeah, honest. Whitney Merkel, Whitney Merkelis isn't bad. Yeah, but, but that's only two guys. It's an eleven-man game. But here is where I might lose some people. Alright, listen here. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, oh my god. Oof, oof, oof. Alright, hear me. Hear me out. Deshaun Watson is a still, is still. Alright, oh, I need to just redo my. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Deshaun Watson is still a top five quarterback in this league. No doubt. You you agree with me? Yes. Deshaun, alright, here, listen to me out. Deshaun Watson is a still a top five quarterback in this league still being one and five here listen he's third in passing yards in the league he's 10th in completions just in the top 10 he's fifth in touchdowns 13 and 5 td to interception ratio pretty good that's more than that's more than two touchdowns per interception 13th in qbr now listen where that goes he's been sacked 19 times that's terrible but you can't blend down him you got even though he's agile that is the offensive line's fault Deshaun Watson is still a top five quarterback in the league. Josh Allen isn't ahead of him. I can tell you that right now. I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm just going to name... I'm going to give you ten quarterbacks. Tell them what all of them have in common, except Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's the outlier here. Okay, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. We'll say Drew Brees. Winning teams? I'm talking about, like, top five. Yeah, top yeah, ten yeah. Okay, Deshaun Watson. This is not in any order, by the way. Okay, so that's six. Uh, Josh Allen. Ryan Tannehill. Would you start Derek Carr in there? He's had a great year. I, I'd say top... Mm, he's, not, had a great, he's had a great year. Not top ten. But he's he's had a great year. Would you throw Dak Prescott in there? It's hard to rank QBs. I mean, I feel like I'm leaving some guys out. Would you out. throw Stafford in there? Like, there's about 20 guys I could throw I in. think Stafford's a top-ten quarterback in the league. He yeah. just His team is so goddamn terrible. You know what? Nine through ten, we could debate. So, I'll just give you those eight. So, I said Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, Tannehill, uh, Wilson, Rodgers, Breeze, and Brady. Watson. Brady? Okay, Brady. Yeah, yeah Brady just had him. For tenth, let's do Matt Ryan. Really? Matt Ryan? I'd go Derek Carr okay, over Derek, Matt Ryan. Okay, or Ky- I'd go Kyler Murray. No, no, no. But, like, Derek Carr doesn't really fit the theme of what I'm trying all to right, do. Alright, alright, alright. Let's do... Actually, no. Matt Ryan doesn't really work either. Let's do Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Because okay, his team's yeah. actually winning. Yeah. What do all of those teams... Those all, sh- all, all those teams are like... 
in the playoffs right now. They have great support systems. Deshaun Watson does not. Like, if you put Deshaun Watson on the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not sure they wouldn't be any worse. No, I, don't, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But if you put Mahomes on the Texans, I think maybe they win one more game. Definitely. They're 2-4. They're and four. No, Deshaun Watson's definitely going to... He's talented enough to take you to the playoffs. They have had a tough schedule. I'll give him that. But I mean, yeah, facing the Chiefs and the Ravens in and the, the Ravens. first two weeks. Yeah, and the Titans. So... I just out. feel bad for him, and I don't think he's going to want to stay in Houston much longer. All right, let's go back to underachieving or terrible. The Denver Broncos. Okay. I'm I'm going to eliminate them because I think it's unfair because Drew Locke's been injured. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. They've had injuries, but I'm going to say underachieving. Uh, yeah, I thought they would be really good. I thought they were going to be good. I thought the Raiders shocked me. The Raiders shocked me, definitely. We'll get to them later, hopefully, but... um. Yeah, the Broncos, I'm going to say underachieving. They've just been riddled with injuries. Um, I think Drew Locke was, has the chance to be one of the best QBs in the league later on. But um, yeah, this team had a really good offseason. I thought they'd... I mean, granted, they beat the Patriots and are sitting at 2-3, and three, so not terrible. But I thought... I think they could make the playoffs. It's not too late. But I don't think at this point, with all the talented teams in the AFC, I don't think that... They would make the playoffs at this point. I think they just got unlucky, so I'm going to say underachieving. Yeah, that's a good good call. All right. Now, this one is interesting. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. Underachieving. Two and four. And you're winning the division. The NFC East is a joke. Are you kidding me? The Dallas Cowboys, they're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. They went out and got all these guys on defense. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, Everson Griffin. Gerald McCoy. Yeah, they got great wide receivers. Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. No, I'm missing one. CD Lamb. CD Lamb. They got Zeke Elliott. Okay, okay, they did not need to draft CD Lamb. Draft a cornerback or a really good safety. They or not re-sign Byron Lamb. Jones. Or re-sign Byron Jones, exactly. Like, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones is not a good owner. He's a great friend. Those do not make great owners. You really think, I mean, Jerry Jones, let's be talking about. Jerry Jones is a great owner. Listen here. He has built the Dallas Cowboys as, like, the most, like, valuable team in the NFL. It's either them or the Patriots. Yeah. Jerry Jones is a great owner. Not only has he brought Super Bowls, not recently, he brought Super Bowls to the Cowboys. He's built one of the nicest, if not the nicest stadium in the NFL. He has brought millions to the NFL. Jerry Jones is a great owner. Love him or hate him, Jerry Jones is a good owner. Jerry Jones in general is a good owner, but the last... T- I mean, they haven't been to an NFC Championship game in, I think, 1995. Uh, are you, you, you going to blame Jones on that, or are you going to blame Jason Garrett, or... Well, he has... That's the thing. He hasn't done a good job in getting the right coach. Like, he tries to make friends with... It seems like the reason Jason Garrett was there so long was because of his relationship with Jerry Jones, and that's not what... Uh, that wasn't true, the, That wasn't the best decision for the organization. Now you get Mike McCarthy, a washed-up coach with the Packers, who got fired, and rightfully so, because look how well Rodgers is doing with Matt LaFleur. He's, so, he's so much better. Mike McCarthy is not the right coach for the system. I mean, you, he, they said Mike McCarthy isn't good with running backs. Look how bad Zeke, look how poorly Zeke has been doing this year. Part of that's mainly due to the offensive line being banged up, but... I mean that was a, that was a top that was like a top three offensive line a couple years back. Yeah, it's just been getting old and injured, and you know Zeke hasn't been doing well. Dak got injured. Obviously, you can blame some of it on injuries, but to a certain point, 
They're underachieving like so bad. I feel like they hired the wrong coach. They need to get like a Lincoln Riley and an Urban Meyer. So a coach who's going to take control of the offense. And I don't think Mike McCarthy was that guy. I didn't like the pick. I think um, I think Mike McCarthy will be like a Jim Tom Sula, a Freddie Kitchens. He'll get fired after one year. Yeah, I really do. Mike McCarthy will be fired after this year. But anyway, I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I going to say? Underachieving or terrible? Uh... I was going to say underachieving because I, I would thought agree with you. people thought they'd be Super Bowl contenders. By the way, tomorrow night is Thursday Night Football, Eagles vs. Giants, NFC matchup. That game will actually be played on Comedy Central. Yeah, because it's a joke. Yeah. That will lead me into my next team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Underachieving or terrible? If you're telling me that this team last year had 18 players, or well, I don't know how many it was, but that many players go in the IR, and they were still able to win the division at 9-7. and seven. Well, the NFC East is a joke. I, I would have told that. you they'd definitely be Super Bowl contenders this year. They, I mean, they got all the... they Obviously, they lost Nelson Aguilar in free agency. Not that that's, big of a that's loss. That's not even a loss. But really? Nelson Aguilar had zero hands. But uh, they had um, Marquise Goodwin opt out. Um, they got Deshaun Jackson back. They got Alshon Jeffrey, but um, do you think they're underachieving or just bad? I think they're underachieving. I, I disagree. Yo, yo, here, listen to this team. This team is terrible. All right, here, listen. Carson Wentz, the dude is terrible. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league now. He is so overrated. He just needs to get out of here. Like honestly, like why is Carson Wentz so I don't think highly you can blame rated it on Carson Wentz? But he's just such... He's not good anymore. Was he ever good, really? Yes, I'm, he had that... Okay, okay. He had the one MVP season. You know who his offensive was. coordinator was? Frank Wright, the head, of the head coach of the Colts. Yeah. Look what's happened since then. It's been nine wins at most. Yeah, Frank... That did help him, but here, listen. He's... he's He only has 1,400 yards. That's not a lot. Where would that put him? That would put him... Uh, That's like 20th. 17th yeah. in, the, in the league. He leads the league in sacks at 25. I mean, granted, you can't you can't blame all of that on the quarterback, but some you I mean, have he's to. throwing the practice squad receivers. He has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, let me get to the receiving core. All right. Not only practice squad, this is like Division three receivers. Like, holy cow. I haven't seen a more dog shit wide receiving core I've never since, like, of- the Bears in, like, 2010 when it was Devin Hester and Johnny Knox. Like, here. Alshon Jeffrey, the man has had troubles catching the football his whole career, even in Chicago. Deshaun Jackson, that man is ancient. He does not belong on a football field. He gets injured every five seconds. He has paper skin and glass bones. He needs to retire. Yeah, Greg Ward, who was a quarterback in college, as your number three wide receiver. Are you kidding me? He was a quarterback for Houston under Tom Herman. This Philadelphia Eagles team is a joke, and they just need to rebuild. Okay, I was probably not thinking that one through. Yes, I agree. They all are bad. They need help. Um, and I just think it was coaching why they were so good. It was just Doug Peterson. I don't know how He's much. a good coach. It's just the team is so awful. All right, bad. next team. The Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'd say underachieving just because I think the roster is way too talented. Granted, I thought that the St- St- I thought the Stefan Diggs trade 
was that was a, a joke. Dumb, that was a dumb deal. I mean, you you basically were you replacing him for Justin Jefferson. Granted, he's oh wait wait wait. Let's talk about the Eagles taking who Jalen Rager Jalen Rager from TCU. over Justin Jefferson. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Anyway, back to you, Pat. Yeah. Um. Granted, Justin Jefferson has had a good rookie showing his first few games. I'm. Um. But um. Yeah, that trade for Stephon Diggs. I just didn't think it was the best move. Obviously, Kirk Cousins has proven that in clutch situations, he's been nothing short of dog shit. Dude, if I die, I die. Kirk Cousins, shut up. You are so bad. You're only speaking on yourself when you say that. So Kirk Cousins' leadership is, I mean, undeniably bad. Um, Terrible. The defense, that defense is way too talented for what it's been producing. I mean, they traded for... Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars. Their pass rush should be the best in the league with Daniil Hunter, Eric Kendricks. They lost Linval Joseph, uh, and they lost Everson Griffin, granted. But, um, yeah, he's just made so many moves that um, really hurt them at key spots. But they did keep most of the guys back. I mean, the secondary is one of the best in the league with uh, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris and um, someone else I'm forgetting, but... um. And I'm going to completely disagree with you in a minute. So. The linebackers, Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr, they got talent on the defense. And then Dalvin Cook, last year he was one of the best running backs in the league and so far this season also. He's still so awesome. I don't see why this team, and then Kyle Rudolph's a good NFL tight end. So I don't see how this team, I mean, I picked them to win the division. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch there. But anyway, that's how good I thought they were. I thought they could win the division. I thought the Packers were worse. I thought the Packers were going to slide behind them. But um, yeah, I just think this Vikings team no. is way too talented to be in this position. I'd say underachieving. I'm going to say bad just here because the ownership in Minnesota just refused to help that defense. Listen, that defense last year, one of the best in the league, top five. Now it's just Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr. Listen, they lost all these guys on defense. They're a terrible team. They lost Mackenzie Alexander. He went to the Bengals. He's a cornerback. They lost Everson Griffin. Their best pass rushing, their best pass rusher since Jared Allen. They lost Linval Joseph. They released him, which is stupid because what are, where, where are you gonna have? You literally lost your two best pass rushers. You got no uh, guys on the line. Just they're not gonna. They don't draft one, which is dumb. And then they lost. They released Xavier Rhodes, which who was great. Who had a, a kind of a not as he didn't have as good a season. No, he's as he one had, of the elite corners. But he was good. Trey Waynes, you get rid of him too. Now you have no cornerbacks, and then you get what of Stephen Weatherly on your other defensive end. What are you doing, Minnesota? What are you doing? And then you trade Stephon Diggs. Oh, you really think Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, and Troy Dyer are going to replace that who you drafted? You drafted a guy out of TCU that never goes well. Let's be real. Name a player in the, in the NFL from TCU that has panned out. Andy Dalton. Has he he was been? When he had protection in Cincinnati, when he had weapons, he was good. He was getting to the playoffs. Yeah, losing every time. Okay, but he, at least he was getting to the playoffs. I mean, they should have beat the Steelers if Vontaze Perfect didn't exist. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't even play in that game. But um. Oh, yeah, it was the AJ McCarron game. Yeah. But yeah, so let's just be real here. The Vikings suck. They're one and five for a reason. 
Alright, next team, this is the last of disappointments, and we'll go over to the, uh, what's what's the other one called? The Overachievers. Or, no, like, the imposters or... Imposters or legit. Yeah, yeah, legit or imposters, alright, yeah. Last one for the underachieving or just terrible. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh, terrible. They got no defense other than Grady Jarrett. They drafted a corner A.J. Terrell, but I don't think that's really helped their secondary out that much. They're still A.J. Terrell's from Clemson, so... They're still allowing a good amount of points per game. Obviously, Matt Ryan, I mean, he's going to throw for a lot of yards because he has to because they're always going to be down. And Julio Jones has had... I mean, he's had a horrible year. I mean, I, I've been looking on fantasy week to week. I can't see him he's putting been hurt. numbers in. He's been hurt. Yeah. I mean, he got... He did decent the first week. I mean, Todd Gurley, he's on my team. Todd Gurley, he's been okay, but... um. Hasn't really added that much. Yeah, but it's around game. 12, 14 points in fantasy. I have him in yeah. my leagues. And then um, they added Calvin him. Ridley's been what good, doing good though. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, I think is he's our lone bright spot. He's turned them into the number one receiver. But other than that, I really had no expectation of them going into the season. The last few years, I picked them to beat the Saints and win the division. It never happened, so I just decided they're just not a good football team. And I think firing Dan Quinn was the right decision. I just think the NFC South, they're the, definitely the worst team in that division, so I just say they're bad. Yeah, I just, I don't get, like, here, um, there's these, uh, NFC thing, like, teams that get to the Super Bowl in the NFC, they just slide down, like, Atlanta slides down, Philadelphia slides down, and they still just start underachieving, Los Angeles. The Niners have slid down this year. Niners, yes. Like, it's unbelievable. The Panthers, after Newton, after Newton got them there in 20, was that, it was Super Bowl 15. 2015. 2015 50, season, yeah. 16, 2016 Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl 50. But yeah, but they just slide down. I don't get that. Is there like a curse on the NFC? Like they can't like find teams that can consistently do well? I mean, it's the like Super Bowl the AFC? Over. What can I say? AFC, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Broncos back in their heyday, well, the Colts are... back in their heyday, the Chiefs now. Yeah. They I can mean... almost sustain. The Ravens. I don't know. Alright, now let's go to legit or imposters. We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. The one everyone wants to know. Are they legit or are they an imposter, Pat? Uh, I would say they're an imposter. However, I think the schedule coming up is really easy, so I think they will make the playoffs. I think just Baker Mayfield, I mean, after I saw them play the Bengals on Thursday Night Football, I'd say Baker's the fourth best quarterback in that division. Uh, I just think that he's the liability. A bust. He's the liability for the Browns. He's not a bust, bust like Ryan Leaf, but um, um yeah, yeah, he's that he can win you games, but I just think that Who's he's going to keep them from going far in the playoffs. So they're going to make the playoffs, but I'd say they're an imposter. They're not necessarily what the record says because their schedule has been relatively easy. All right, here's an interesting question: Who is a bigger bust, Baker Mayfield or Mitch Trubisky? Hmm. I'm a, um, here, I want to hear what you have. I'm going to say Baker just because he has... Cleveland has a million weapons. Here, 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 listen to me. It is so... It's Mitch. He got his team to the playoffs, and now look at him. He's benched to Nick Foles, a career backup. So what? He won a Super Bowl. So what? He had that crazy touchdown interception run in his, like, second year in the league. He... Trubisky had all... He had everything. He had... He had Anthony Miller. He had... Oh, I'm blinking on Al- oh, Allen Robinson. Robinson. He's he had Jimmy Graham now, who's had a resurgence with Nick Foles. He's had David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. He's had all these more weapons than Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, Nick 
Are you kidding now me? Now he has more Are weapons. You... Be quiet. Now he has Are you more kidding weapons. Me? Baker Mayfield has a million weapons. Kareem Hunt, he's the he's the only the Browns are the only team that has like two starting running backs. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You got Jarvis Landry, OBJ, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. I wouldn't count Nate David Njoku. Okay, fine, but they still have him. And when he was healthy, he was pretty good. So, I would say that... Oh, Trey Burton. Well, okay. Yeah, the Bears definitely have less weapons than Cleveland at this point. I think it's... Well, he had such a better situation and he still failed. Well, Baker just... I would say that Trubisky has the better coach and that's why he got to the playoffs, so... I feel like Trubisky's at least had moments where he's shown he's capable. Baker, I feel like he's more talent-dependent, not saying that Trubisky is. I think he definitely needs help also. But Baker needs the most support and weaponry that you can get to be able to get to the playoffs. I just feel like they're both busts, but if I had to split hairs, I would say Baker just because it's undeniable the talent that he's around. It's Trubisky. It's Trubisky. But, all right, next up. Legit or imposter? Tennessee Titans. Oh, legit. I think that Mike Vrabel has been... I mean, he was a former player and coach with the Patriots, so he's going to bring a great um, identity to the Titans. And Ryan Tannehill, people like to... Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, he's it's had a, a great year it's a different. He was a different quarterback with Adam Gase on the Dolphins. Okay, you can't judge... If you're with Adam Gase, you're not going to do well. The only, the, guy, Jets. the only guy who's done well with Adam Gase is Jay Cutler. Yeah. Only guy. Jay. Jay Cutler. Jay fucking Cutler. It's just Adam Gase. You're not going to look good with him. And now he gets on the Titans. He's got Derrick Henry. He's got. I wouldn't say. I'd say he's got a slightly above average receiving call with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, John U. Smith. But, you know, the Titans are a real team. They got real players at every position. Now, they do need a pass rush, but other than that. I think they're a viable team, and I think they're going to win the division. I think they're a very well-coached team. I think the Titans are legit. I'm sorry, they're 5-0. and They've beaten good teams. They smacked the Bills when they got a week off of COVID and couldn't even practice with their team. Yeah, and then Derrick Henry just... Oh, my gosh. Josh Norman. Okay, he, put, he put Josh Norman in a dirt nap. Derrick Henry is not... He's a defensive end who's also good at track and playing running back. That's what he is. Alright. Legit or imposter? Indianapolis Colts. Um I would say imposter. I think I would this is not a huge imposter. I think that it could go either way. But I think that Philip Rivers, I think, is the least athletic quarterback in the league, either him or Brady. But um because he he's You're just calling can't Brady run at not all. athletic? Well, I mean, like, in terms of being able to, like, scramble out of the pocket and pick up yards with your legs, and, like, like it's, like he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not that level. So, Phillip Rivers, I think... Yeah, nobody's Lamar Jackson. Maybe Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are at that level. Okay, but, like, at least Ma- like at least Mahomes can, like, run for yards and, like, get first downs. Rivers cannot really... Rivers is just a slow quarterback, so I don't think that he's going to be able... He, what's... What's covering up what Rivers is incapable of sometimes is that the Colts have the... I think they have the best offensive line in the league right now. So, the Colts... I mean... They've had... They lost to the Jaguars, so that's a bad loss. Uh, but other than that, I think they beat the Bears, the that's Vikings... A good, that's a good win. The Bears is a good win. They beat the Vikings. Um, 
who else they beat? I'm blanking, but otherwise, I think that they're an imposter they, just because of the offensive line is so good. Actually, I don't I, know. Here, here's my take. The, the Indianapolis Colts are legit. Here's why. So what if Phil Rivers is there? Put in Brissett. Brissett can do just as well, if not better. Let's be real here. With Frank Wright, he can do that. Then you got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best rookie backs. Him and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are going for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Are in the race. Him, those two, and Joe Burrow. And then you got a wide receiving core of T.Y. Hilton. That's it. I will give you that. That's really a hit. You really Zach Pascal. No, Michael Pittman Jr.'s hurt, but their tight end core might be, if not the best, one of the best. Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton, and Jack Doyle. They're, they're three deep and guys and they that lost could Eric start. Last year. They, those three guys could all start in the NFL tight end. Oh, come on, about, they have such good tight ends. I don't know about Mo Ali Cox, but I don't know. It's tight. You don't know about Mo Ali Cox? You can starting. He could start Mo Ali Cox. Mm, I don't know. I think he's a backup. And but, then obviously that amazing offensive line with Constanzo, Kelly, Nelson. I think I'm gonna take back what I said about the Colts. I I was close. I think I'm gonna say they're legit because I forgot about how good the defense was. Anthony Walker Jr., DeForest Jordan Buckner. Glasgow, Justin Houston, yeah, DeForest Buckner, Xavier Rhodes, Xavier who Rhodes, who's on the Viking, who who was on the Vikings, Tavon Wilson in that secondary, Julian Blackman, T.J. Carey, Malik Hooker, who's on IR. Oh, Darius Leonard, yeah, the linebacker. Yeah, I I was wrong about the Colts. They're legit, and the defense and offensive line. If you got that. I don't know if they can win a Super Bowl, but I think they'll definitely be in the playoffs. Um, All right. Next team. Next up, we have the Oak, or, ooh, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. I'm going to say Imposta. I love what I love the direction they're going in. I think Josh Jacobs has proven he's one of the best running backs in the league. I think Derek Carr, this is, other than that year he went to the playoffs, even this year, he I think he's looked the best he's looked. You know, I Connor that, Cook has never started. He's never started an NFL game since that postseason game. Yeah, I think he's in the X. He was in the XFL before that. They got um. Like I don't think he's been signed. Yeah. Um. I remember him at Michigan State, and then uh, other since then, I haven't seen him play since the postseason. But um. Yeah, I think that the Raiders, what they don't have, the defense, it's below average pass rush wise. The secondary just not that good. Um, I think that the receiver the two away from being really good. You know, obviously they added um, who was it? What, what Henry Ruggs? Yeah, uh, Nelson Aguilar. They picked who, him over Jerry Judy, which I don't get. I mean, I could see for like speed to match up with. Um, I would have picked C.D. Lamb over Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I think that they wanted some speed at wide receiver, but uh, they got one of the best tight ends in the game, Dylan Waller. That's that's that's. I mean, you got Hunter Renfro, too, in that wide receiver. I feel like the holes on this team are too big. The defense, I just think, is below average, and that's not good enough. They need some kind of a defense because I don't know if they can get in the shootouts. With, and granted, they beat the Chiefs, but I don't think they're going to be able to get in shootouts game after game. So I would say there's too many teams in the AFC I think they would lose to on a neutral field. So I'm going to say imposter. I'm agreeing with you. I just think I, I love what Gruden's doing, but... There's just too many holes on this team. So moving on, we got... Uh-oh. This is a big one. The Chicago Bears. Mm. 
I'm hmm. I don't want to say this at all. It really hurts me to say this, but I'm gonna have to say imposter. I don't think they're a five and one team. If I'm gonna be honest, their defense has been really good this year. I'll give them that. But I just think offensively they don't have enough juice. I think that you know David Montgomery. They need to rebuild the offensive line. Um, but um, yeah, David Montgomery I think could be doing a lot better if he had better protection and. You know, if you have to go between Foles and Trubisky every game, I don't know if that's going to be that viable in the future to win a playoff game or two. I hate to say this. I I want to say they're legit, but I, I'm not going to be biased in this podcast. I think they're an imposter. Do you know the Bears have Lamar Miller, the, f- the former, like, beast for the Dolphins on their practice squad? On their practice squad. Why don't they have him activated? He was good. Like He would definitely be the number two. With Cohen out. Yeah. All right. My take... You're going to have to hear me out, but I'm going with legit. I didn't think, I thought they were an imposter until they played the Buccaneers. Let's be real here. We all know the quarterback situation. Oh, Trubisky sucks. Oh, Foles sucks. Oh, bring in Trace McSorley. But we need to, the Foles system, he can, he can win, he can grind out wins like he did against the Buccaneers. But then he could also flop like he did against the Colts. He could do what he, play like he did for the Falcons. He's a different player every week. I mean, but at least more consistent than Trubisky, who is just a, play, a bad player every week. Yeah. And David Montgomery, running back, league average running back, let's be real. Yeah, league average. Uh, but their wide receiving core looked to be terrible, but surprisingly is way better than I thought. Especially with the pickup of rookie Darnell Mooney, who's had a great first six weeks. And then Allen Robinson doing what he does, but they need to get Cordell Patterson and Ted Gidd Jr. involved in one of the offense. Definitely. I was surprised when they acquired Ginn that they wouldn't throw his direction even more, considering that he's probably the fastest receiver. You know, he's definitely a speed guy, so I thought they would be able to get downfield more, but I just think that the quarterback is not what they have, and that's what they need. Plus, I think they need to rebuild the offensive line. That's 100%. Yeah, but um, secondary is good. Jalen Johnson's been pretty he's good. The, he's defensive rookie of the year. I got to think about that, but he's definitely in the hunt. Him or Chase Young? Chase Young, uh, Patrick Queen, Antoine Winfield. Those are probably top four. But, um, yeah, I would say it's close, but there's an imposter. Let's talk about, I mean, this resurgence of Jimmy Graham. Like, he said it, he's done well. He's like... He's doing better in Chicago with Nick Foles than he did in Seattle with Russell Wilson and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no doubt. I thought Jimmy Graham was completely washed up. I mean, I thought he had nothing left, but he's been a surprise this year. Yeah, that's an understatement. He's been such a surprise. And this defense, they got one of the best, if not the best, linebacking core, Trevathan, Quinn, Smith, and Mack. They got a great front three, Hicks, Nichols, and Roy Robertson-Harris. And they're, they're secondary, a little shaky, but I'm no, really, Deion Bush, I don't really like as your number two safety, but Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and Kyle Fuller, always strong. I thought they should have had Deshaun Gibson as the number two safety. They should. Yeah. But anyway, let's go to last one of legit or imposter, the L.A. Rams. Hmm. I'm going to say legit. I think that maybe I'd be saying legit and it's going to look bad in the future because, I mean, the NFC West 
other, I think them and the AFC North are the best divisions in the NFL. Um, I just think every team in that division is viable for the playoff spot. So the way the Colts shake out, they might not make the playoffs, but I think they're legit because they've gotten to a Super Bowl. They have most of the guys back other than a few key pieces, but um, they have one of the best receiving cores in the league with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. Cam Akers, I think, has proven to be... They got two, at least two, maybe not... Yeah, they got Malcolm Brown... Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson who've been That's pretty good running back and then they got Everett and Higby at tight end and then Jared Goff I mean people are saying oh he's Jared, a league average quarterback oh Jared Goff's just league good average. because of Sean McVay okay That's name true. me a quarterback in the history of the game who had a horrible head coach they don't exist Peyton Manning John Fox Okay, but... Uh, well, John Fox was terrible for the Bears. Let's just be real. Like, Peyton had... He was decent with the Broncos. Peyton had Tony Dungy in the Indianapolis, so... He had Jim Caldwell, though, who has had his success. Okay, but, like, in most cases, quarterbacks need coaching. So, Sean McVay, I think he's one of the, if not the best, young coach in the league. Uh, I think that the Rams have a lot of good pieces. I think Aaron Donald is what keeps the defense going. The secondary with Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. Okay, Mike McCarthy was a good head coach. I just think that the game has changed, and I just think that Mike is a little bit out of his coaching prime, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, Aaron, there's a reason Aaron only got to one Super Bowl. So, whether he won one with him or without him, we'll never know. But I think that the Rams are a real team. It just might not look that way because the NFC West is just so good. And then I'll give you another one. Mike Smith, Matt Ryan in this prime. Remember him for the Falcons? You can say the same thing for Dan Quinn his first couple years. I mean, I'm Matt talking about Ryan. I'm talking all-time greats. Like all right. Dan Marino, Don Shula, Brady Belichick, um, Mahomes, Troy Aikman, Reed. Jimmy Johnson. Starbuck, Starbuck Landry. Uh, we, we could we could go on all day about this. Uh, Bradshaw, Chuck Knoll, mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, Tomlin, Roethlisberger, uh, Cower. They're all great coaches. All great coaches. But all right, my team or my pick for the uh, is uh, full ju- I'm legit with the Rams. Listen, they got great. Run- all right, let's just be real. Sean McVay is the if not the smartest, one of the smartest minds in the NFL. I love Sean McVay. Also, great running back core. You got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who are great, very underrated wide receivers. And then you got those Tyler Higbee, great tight end. Under this whole team is underrated. It is. I mean, the Jalen Ramsey at corner, and then yeah, the secondary I think is pretty good. And yeah, I just think this whole team is kind of slept on a little. Alright, that wraps around this, and here, I want to give you this. Here are my... Alright, listen, let, let me get through it, and then you can get in your opinion. Yep. Here are my top five most disappointing quarterbacks this season. Alright, you ready? Yeah. Alright, top five most disappointing quarterbacks of 2020 NFL season. And number five, got Daniel Jones. I was looking for Jones to make tremendous strides this year, and let's be real, it has not gone well at all. He, he's thrown for double the interceptions as he has tight, uh, touchdowns, and the Giants just are terrible, and they have a special teams coach as their head coach. Number four, Kirk Cousins. 
Let's be real. I didn't know Kirk Cousins is an imposter. That man is not good. He's been an imposter his whole career, even in Washington. Number three, Joe Burrow. You might disagree with this, but I think Joe Burrow could have done way better than what he is right now. He's like top ten in the NFL in passing yards. What can you expect him to do with the roster he has? I thought he could have flipped that more with Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, John Ross. Okay, but he has no protection at all, so he's going to be scrambling in the pocket. Okay, go on, go on. Number two, I'm going with Boston's own Cam Newton. Listen, he is not—he he does not look like the Cam he did in Carolina. And let's see, his team is two and three. I thought Cam with the Patriots would have made them a Super Bowl contender. That's not the case. They might be—they just don't look like what they should be. He's thrown, same thing with Daniel Jones, thrown more double the interceptions as touchdowns. He, he's not as near as agile as he once was, and he got way overhyped. Number one, y'all, my answer, Carson Wentz. Dude is terrible, has the most sacks in the league. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. He has no, but the problem with a bunch of these guys is they have no receivers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to construct my list a little bit Take based off what you said. I'm going to exclude guys from my list like Jimmy Garoppolo because they haven't played all yeah. the games. But um, I'm just going to construct my list. And um, You got it? Hold on. Okay, so at number five, we're going to go with Kirk Cousins. I mean, as you pointed out, he's just an imposter. I mean, you like that? I don't like that. I mean, last year, he, the playoff win, he yeah, that, that's the only good real game of his career. He, he sucks, sucks on Monday Night he Football. Sucks. He just sucks. He sucks in general. I mean, he was only looked good because he had Thielen and Diggs. I mean, you put him... I mean, Side when he was on the Washington football team, well, they, they were, were not good at all. They weren't the football team, man. But. They won. The, they got to the playoffs like one out of five years he was there. But, um, okay, number four, we're going to go with Sam Darnold. I thought that Sam... I mean, last year the Jets won six out of their last eight games. Granted, the Jets probably have the worst roster in the league. Oh, they're goddamn terrible. They lost maybe Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell. Who else have they lost? C.J. Mosley opted out. Mosley. Uh, who else? Everyone wants to get out of New York. They're not going to be good until Gary I mean, V buys the team. Legitimately, if you ask someone who is the Jets' best player, it's no one. It's Sam Darnold. They do not have a best skill position player on their team anywhere. The New York Jets won't be good until Gary V buys that team. I'm just I'm just spinning facts right there. They won't be good until Gary Vaynerchuk buys that team. Like there are teams in the league who are gonna need a coach next season. Like at least like the Falcons, you know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, Calvin that got some good players. You get to live in the South. That's like a college football type athlete. I mean, you, that's you get, a good job. You get to live in New York. So. That's a good job. But the Jets, no one wants to live. In, no one really wants. They're to New coach York's with, second team. The, yeah, the New York second team, and that's the media capital of the world. So you're just gonna get scrutinized. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you're offered the Jets job, you take it. Well, yeah, but unless I you're like Bill Belichick, it's probably gonna go to someone who's never been a head coach before. I mean, Matt Rule, the coach of the Carolina Panthers, who was the coach of Baylor last year, Clark he's Barry. from New York, and he said, "No thanks, I'll take the Panthers job." That's how much the Jets are not a job that anyone wants to take. But um, yeah, I think Donald is number four for me. I thought that he could at least provide a spark 
in the season, at least get them a couple wins by now. He's not been able to do that. They won six out of the last games last six out of the last eight games last year, and have not been able to find anything this year. So four is Donald for me. Uh, three, I'm gonna go with um, Cam Newton for the reasons that you said, mainly because it's Belichick's system. I mean, granted, they probably have the worst or second worst receiving core in the league. Nikhil Harry has looked like a bust. Uh, Demir Bird, I mean, come on, that is not a number two receiver. And, um, you know, Julian Edelman, I don't, I haven't really seen much of him play this year, but other, he's just, he's just getting old and up there in age. So, I mean, granted, the Patriots defense has been pretty subpar this year, but, I mean, that's a great, you should be able to win with Belichick. And the fact that he hasn't been able to do that, and he's a former MVP himself, the former MVP himself, I just don't see how that's going to work. But um, yeah, he's the number three for me. Number two, you'd not have him on the list. I'm going to say Drew Brees. The Saints that's, were my that's, that's That's a good pick. The Saints were my pick to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl this year. They're also my pick to win it. I mean, their weakness for many years was a number two receiver. They added Emmanuel Sanders. He's, he's had a great year. I have not heard anything about him this year. He just has not showed up. Really? And, um... On that one game when Michael Thomas was injured, I thought that was going to be his time to shine. He had, like, one catch the whole game. So I think that the Saints should be better, especially considering some of the teams they've lost to. They lost to the Raiders. They lost almost— Sanders has had a couple nice games. Almost lost to the Chargers. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would say Drew Brees has definitely been a disappointment this year. And then uh, number one— would be Carson Wentz. Yeah, we all know. For the same reasons. I mean, the man, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. He's got the easily the best coach in the division. So with Doug Peterson, I don't know how you can't win, especially considering you had an MVP season before. Um, you had 18 players on the ILA last year, and you were able to win the division. So I don't know how much higher or how much lower the expectation can get when you have most of your roster healthy. You have at least the same, if not better, than last year. And you've lost to teams like the Washington football team. They don't um, even have a name. They're that bad. Yeah, they're that bad. Um, who else they've lost to? They lost to um, the Rams. Uh, not too many. But other than that one, they've had some losses. But they should definitely be well-seated to win the NFC East right now. They just haven't been able to capitalize. So Carson Wentz has been the worst, not worst, most disappointing quarterback. All right, now I'm going to flip it. And now I'm going to say... The top five most underrated QBs and most surprising QBs in the league. Top five most su- underrated most QBs underrated. in the league. So top five most underrated QBs in the league. At number five, I got Matt Stafford. Alright, listen. The man, 70.9 QBR. That's not great. I mean, he's 21st in yards. But listen, his team is terrible. Besides Kenny Galladay, his team is terrible. I, I don't like... Uh, Who's their their coaches? Um, Matt Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia, dude from New England. He is not a coach. He's got a stupid pencil in his ear all the time. You know you can't trust. He should, he should honestly be more. He should be like on Bob the Builder. He should be a handyman instead of being a coach in the NFL. Yeah, he was asked once about like how they couldn't stop teams in the fourth quarter and why they're blowing all these big leads. He was just like. Because he was with the Patriots at the time, and he was coaching the Super Bowl against the Falcons. He was just like, well, I have one of the best plays in NFL history, so I'm not worried about us coming back in the future. I think we're a good team. Like, That is a great answer for 
a talk show podcast. That's not what you say when you're leading an NFL franchise for a professional city. All right. Fourth pick, I was so wrong about this guy coming out of the draft. I'm going Justin Herbert. You remember, I said he Thank was gonna, you. I was going to be the next... He, you disagreed with me on this point. I thought he was going to be the next Mitch Trubisky based on how similar his stats were in college. But he's honestly made the adjustment. Granted, I think Anthony Lynn in his first year is way better than John Fox and Dow Loggins in his first year. So let's just be real there. And he also kind of got a break with Tyrod Taylor getting injured by... um. With the team physician, uh, bru- or what he bust his lung or his rib, bru- cracked his rib or something. Yeah. And it's something. All right, number three. Everyone still hates on him for some reason. Ryan Tannehill. As you said, he's not the same guy as he was in Miami. He has Mike Vrabel, a whole new system. He's got Derrick Henry, the most feared running back that allows him to pass more, especially when you got wide receivers like A.J. Brown. Like, that man is a stud. Ole Miss has produced some good wide receivers in A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, definitely. But they also have produced some bad ones like Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> he might be the biggest bust in the last decade. For wide receivers? He was like the number one recruit coming out of high school. Yeah. That... All right. Number two. My guy, I thought this man was terrible. I thought the Raiders need to move on. Derek Carr. This man is 11-1 to TDs to interceptions ratio. That is insane. That is great. That is five times more touchdowns and interceptions. Derek Carr is number two on the list. He's working with John Groom. John Groom has really made a good adjustment from the boot to the coaching, uh, the coach, the sidelines now. And then number one, some people might like this. I hate what just happened to him, but we got the kid from Harvard, Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one. Listen, he's 12th in yards, 79.7 QBR, but... He is finding a way to win with this terrible Miami team, and I'm so I'm 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 honestly pissed that Brian Flores took Fitzpatrick out when he has a shot to take the team to the playoffs. Because let's just be real here, Fitzpatrick is the will be go down as the greatest backup quarterback in the NFL history, and he's doing so well in Miami now. Why are you throwing Tuga Tagovailoa in there? Why are you throwing Tua in there? I know he's a, he's a he's been a journeyman in the league, as you said. I mean. Best backup. He's been having a great year. I, I say you take Fitzmagic and see where you can go from him. And then maybe next season you can... I mean, this season I thought should have been a learning season for Tua. Um, but at the same time, I could understand as an organization why you'd want Tua to get some snaps so it's not too uh, late for them to move off of him just so that they know what they're working with. And in this draft, maybe they could get like... Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, but I think the record's good enough. I don't see why they could tank at this point, but um, yeah, I think Fitzpatrick should have probably... He, he, should have, he should be the starter still. He should be the starter. All okay, right. that's your five? That concludes my list. All right, number... F- okay, I'm going to go... I'm just going to make Dude. sure that the order is right. Okay. Um, Right, you got okay, yours. I got my list. And number five on the list, we're going to go to last year's Rookie of the Year, Kyler Murray. I now, had him on my list, but I knocked him off for Matt Stafford because I just think he's such a good quarterback, but his whole career has been ruined by being up in the Motor City. That's true. But uh, Kyler Murray, I did not expect the Cardinals to be winning this year. I thought the DeAndre Hopkins trade was good, but I, didn't th- I think it would take a year to develop, but... It's been working really well. I mean, granted, last game he didn't connect with him that much, but 
he's been up there in receiving yards in the league, and Kyler's up there in passing yards, too. I mean, granted, he is only 14th in passing yards, but he's winning games. And the Cardinals, I mean, two years ago, they were like the laughing stock of the league with Sam Bradford, Josh Rosen. I mean, he's definitely been the biggest bust of that draft class, but now Kyler's been playing really well. And the Cardinals right now, I think they would be in the playoffs, or at least tied with the Tampa, but um, I think that Kyler's been playing really well. And then number four on my list, uh, I would say Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders last should year be should be way higher. Started off the season pretty well, but slumped to finish the year. So I thought that was going to kill him in the last season. I just thought John Gruden wasn't the best coach for Carr based on what? how they finished. Based on how they finished the year, I did not expect them to be winning uh, as well as they have been. But uh, I think that Carr's been doing really well. I think they've found the system and they proved me wrong. And they've been doing really well. And Derek Carr has definitely been. And then number three on the list, we're going to go to the NFC South, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, He's seventh in the league in passing yards. They've had some pretty good receivers. They have Robbie Anderson, uh, DJ Moore, but um, I think that he doesn't get enough credit for what he's been able to do. I mean, last year when he had the backup Drew Brees, he got like five games in, went 5-0. That's probably what got him the starting job this year in Carolina. I it is what got him the starting job, and what he did with the Vikings. Yeah, he's definitely an underrated quarterback. I think that people mistake him as a backup. He's a starter, definitely. So he's definitely been underappreciated, and he's been a surprise. I didn't think he'd be winning as well this year as a starter, but um, especially in that Panthers team that hasn't had a great few last couple of years, but um, it's definitely been a surprise, so he's number three for me. And then number two on the list, I'm going to go, maybe not that big of a surprise, but I'm going to say Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. I thought they would win the division this year, but I didn't think he would be putting up the numbers that he was. Allen is overrated. Josh Allen's overrated. Granted, last game against the Chiefs, he did not do too well, but he was leading the league in passing yards for like the first three weeks of the season. He has great... He, the, the knock on Buffalo last year was the defense was great, but how much do they really have offensively, similar to the Bears? They got him a deep threat, Stephon Diggs. Look how much better he is and more comfortable he is passing the football. He's looked really well. Maybe the last week has hurt his chance, but I think he's an MVP candidate. If he can keep this up, keep he's fourth in the league in passing yards. The Bills are leading the division. I think Josh Allen coming out of the draft, too. I mean, he went to college, play college football in Wyoming. I would not think he would translate well to the NFL, but he's proved me wrong. And the Bills right now are leading the division. And I think Josh Allen is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I don't know if I'd quite put him in the same class as Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But he's definitely up there. And I think that he's definitely been a surprise this year and throughout his entire career. And then number one biggest surprise from the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. He signed a big contract in the offseason. A lot of people thought that... I just take a quick pit, pit stop. My bad. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Go on with Ryan, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, is, um, he signed a big contract in the offseason. Many thought he didn't deserve it because what the reason why the Titans were winning was really because of Derrick Henry. But Tannehill has showed up this season. He's been extremely impactful for the um, Titans. Hasn't been huge. In, I mean, he's like... He's 19th in passing yards, but he's throwing the good receivers. I think that um, 
he only has two interceptions on this 13 TDs to two interceptions. That's a ratio of like um you consider Corey Davis good? Corey Davis, he's been a little bit of a bust, but I think that the kid he's, from Wheaton? From Wheaton Warrenville South. Man. Go ahead. We don't even want to talk about them. But uh so Hill, he says AJ Brown, he has and he has Corey Davis and he has Adam Humphreys. So not a great receiving core, but still average. And Johnny Smith's been a great tight end because of what Tannehill's been able to do. He, I mean, I can't think of a quarterback who was on a team and was, like, pedestrian at best and then goes to another team, and he's an MVP candidate. Like, he is an MVP candidate. He's going to make the Pro Bowl. I mean, there are a lot of talented quarterbacks in the AFC, but what Tannehill's doing is undeniable. We can't say this is a fluke anymore. They're 5-0, and and they've beaten good teams. So... That's my list of the most underrated quarterbacks and most surprising quarterbacks of the 2020 NFL season. All right, you have some good picks, some questionable picks. Josh Allen, I think, is perfectly rated where he is. Uh, I don't think he's under. He might be. I don't think he's over or under. Honestly, I did say he was a little over, but he's. I think he's fine rated where he is. Just like Mahomes, Wilson. You can honestly say he's underrated. Russell Wilson, because he literally has to do everything for that team. Besides, he's just him, Lockett, and Metcalf. Wouldn't even consider Chris Carson in there. But, Pat, I I think we're going to call a show on Friday. We're going to talk some Big Ten football because it's coming back. We're going to talk college football on our Friday show. Will should be here. Pat should be here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but we're going to have a show on Friday. I'm looking forward to it, but... This has been episode number 27. Pat, any last thoughts? It's been a great show. We hope to see you again Friday when Will comes on the set. Thank you for watching. Peace out. All right. And order so you guys know, uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok and uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube. And Pat? Last thing, we are going to be doing another order of these t-shirts. So if you want one, let us know in the comments and we will get one to you make sure you subscribe and we'll be doing another shirt order so if you want one please let us know yeah so make sure you subscribe to us on, on our youtube uh follow us on or uh follow us on spotify apple Podcasts. i don't know how it is if it's subscribed on that uh or and if you're on apple Podcasts, go and give us a five star review i'd be greatly appreciated and then yeah check us out on tiktok we're actually uh, doing pretty well on that app, so go check us out there. Uh, but this is, he's Pat. I'm Andrew. This has been episode 27 of the Zoomer Sports Radio. Thanks for watching. Cue the music. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. We took a trip, now we on your block And it's like a ghost town Baby Where did these niggas be at When they say they doing all this and all that Tired of beefing you bones You can't even pay me enough to react Been waking up in the crib But sometimes I don't even know where I'm at Please don't pay that nigga songs in this party I can't even listen to that Anytime that I run into somebody It must be a victory lap, Hey, Shawty come sit on my lap they saying Drizzy just snap. This is between us, it's not like a store. This isn't a closable gap. Hey, I see some niggas attack and don't end up making it back. I 
know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last, damn baby. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town, baby. Where did these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that? I'm in the trenches, relax. Can you not pet that little boy in the club? Cause we do not listen to rest. We in Atlanta, I buy her wig. She telling me Tay is the best. Point at the nigga who act like a killer, but you only one from the net. I'm like the baby, I'm not just a rapper. You play with me, you won't get stretched. Hard to make, so I bet they on their face right now. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last, damn baby. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did these niggas be at when they said they're doing all this and all that? When he tell the story, that's not how it went. Know they be lying 100%. Moved out of the risk and forgot about the band. Now they just called me to tell me, come get it. Now that boy off and I don't want no credit. If it was me, they wouldn't regret it. Left me for dead and now they won't get it. Yeah. Heart is still beating, my niggas still eating. Backyard, it look like the garden eating. Pillow talk with him, she's spilling the tea. And then Shorty came back and said she didn't mean it. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last, damn baby. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town, baby. Where these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that?